Hello, everyone. This is Pritam Atma, author of Mystical Motherhood, Fertile, and Alchemy of Becoming. My guest today found my work, and she went through a miscarriage, and then she's newly pregnant. So we go over my books, my work, and specifically about... Um, I kind of explain alchemy becoming in a new way to her and how she can apply it to her life right now while she's um, in early pregnancy to epigenetically program the baby. So we go into some medical issues and problems and things to solve easily. And then we talk about the spiritual part of being pregnant. And this can be applied to anyone who's not pregnant too. And during this episode, I go in a little bit about Joe Dispenza's work. So I just found his work completely new to me. And as I'm listening to it, I recognized, oh, this is exactly what I was trying to describe in Alchemy of Becoming, my newest book. And in it, I describe how we can't create a new future based on anything from the past. So how do you sink the heart and the mind so that you're creating from this fifth dimensional field? And in this podcast, I describe a little bit of how Joe Dispenza teaches this, but it's also what I taught in Alchemy of Becoming. And it's the, re- the, the release of these old thoughts. And so that you can create something based, something new, based on something off the unknown, something that's never been created before, something new in your life that's not based off of any of your past emotions, environment, or life. And so I teach this to my guest today and how she can apply this to her pregnancy. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to speak with you and to see you in real life. It's so exciting for me. <laughs> um, so how did you find the work at A Mystical Motherhood at all? Um, it was a, um, it was shortly after my miscarriage about three months ago. And I think I had just Googled, um, like spiritual reasons for miscarriage or something along those lines. And it led me to your podcast. I can't remember which episode. Um, I don't even know if the episode had anything to do with miscarriage in that particular episode, but everything that was being spoken just resonated with me. I'm, um, a yoga instructor and a meditation practitioner and just everything that you had shared with your um, beautiful weaving of, of the Eastern and Western um, modalities, so to speak, it really just spoke to my soul. So that led me to listening to maybe 20 episodes. I bought your book, Mystical Motherhood. I want to read your other books, Um, but it's been so helpful in my healing journey. That's good. Okay. So how many weeks were you when you had a miscarriage? Uh, Six. Okay. So, and how many pregnancies have you had? I've had, I had one pregnancy prior to that. I had my son really young when I was 19, I got pregnant and then I was 20 when I had him. And then I had an IUD for many years, pretty much ever since I had him. Um, and then interestingly enough, just to kind of give you a little bit of context that maybe you can help me energetically like process or unpack. Um, it was earlier this year, about February, shortly before I conceived or maybe right around the same time, I got this strong message from my, from my inner self that it was time to have my IUD removed. 
um, I was actually in the middle of a craniosacral and reflexology session with my, my friend and it just was so strong. And then the next day, um, my partner and I were, were getting intimate and he said, I, I don't want to freak you out, but I think there's something going on in there. And my IUD had just fallen out, which blew my mind. So, but I didn't know if it was all the way out or not. So I was like, okay, I'll call the doctor tomorrow and just make sure that I can like remove it. And, and the very next morning I was having breakfast. I was getting ready to start my day and I had the most painful, sharp feeling in my, in my womb. I mean, nothing that I had ever felt before. And it, I thought it was appendicitis. So we went to the emergency room and I had had an ovarian cyst rupture. I didn't know that I had cysts and apparently there were several and, um, they did a pregnancy test. I think I was still too early, but I had done the math and somewhere in that mix, I had conceived like right before the IUD had fallen out. So, um, it was shocking a little bit later on to find out that I was pregnant unexpectedly, um, uh, assumptively with an IUD. Um, but they said the pregnancy looked normal. It was in the uterus. It, had a heartbeat. And so my partner and I just got excited and um, decided that we were really ready for that. And we did, uh, you know, we started to make plans and, uh, and then we went um, and we had our, our COVID vaccination actually. And I was on the fence for a long time about getting vaccinated, but everything I had read, every doctor, every nurse I had spoken with highly, encouraged getting it. So I went and had it. And then, um, to about a week, a week and a half later, I was supposed to have another ultrasound and they said the baby hadn't grown past that six week mark. So doing the math again, I would have miscarried within a day or two of having the vaccination. Yeah. I don't think the vaccine had anything to do with it. I don't internally get that. And anyone who's listening who wants a reason or not to take the vaccine, you don't ever know. And um, yeah. spiritually, I had the same thing happen with my IUD, but it was before I started to write my books. Like the, I've talked about this in other podcasts and in my books is, is the, the womb is the creative center and either we're really creative or we're very destructive. And so if there's something that needs to be created there, I, it's like an energy center. And so I had a meditation where like I had almost the al- alchemical beginnings of, because I wrote a book on alchemy, like the, the, all the symbols of alchemy, like entered my womb and I just like had to pull it out. And I thought it was for a baby. And sometimes I think, which I want to talk about with you today is, is sometimes I think women get lost in having children when they're really supposed to be creative in some way. And if, if you're such a creative individual and you're so artistic or you're, you know, always into yoga or, you know, um, always creating something. If you're not creating a baby, then what are you creating? And that happened to me too, is where I was like, wrote all my books. And I was like, what am I going to create next? And so I created, and then I lost that child, but that's okay. And so one medically around, just so you know, it is, I'm probably a little harsher about miscarriages that it might not, I'm not so, attached to them. I don't believe that the child comes in until 120th day. 
I really don't. I just think there's a click that happens within you. I've experienced myself and other moms too. So I also am a practitioner. I see it every, I see a miscarriage probably every other day. And so for me, it's just cells. So, but my question, so I hate to, but, but I have also had a miscarriage very late term. Right. And it's hard to go through, but there's this, I've talked about Lacey Phillips before, but she calls this part of your life like a rock bottom. So sometimes when you have a rock bottom, you get re-navigated, right? And so most of the time, miscarriages are chromosomally abnormal, right? There's just something that didn't work. Now, if you have more than two, you need to go to a you know reproductive medicine doctor or a nurse practitioner, and they're going to run specific tests on you. So there's a difference between running tests on the actual cells that come out, right? If you can even get a a big enough sample or you can run tests on you just to look at, now I'm not a doctor in that field, but they would look at your genetics with your husband and they would look at translocation and they would look at um, karyotype testing. So just some different tests that are very simple blood tests to run. So anyone who's listening that's had more than two miscarriages, I highly recommend you do that. Because it'll make you understand, like you're like, you might think there's something wrong with you, and then it'll clear that for you and your partner. Mm-hmm. That's with the same partner, particularly, but you can always go for yourself. But if you had two with it. so one miscarriage, we just keep trying. Yeah. Right? Yes. And and actually not to cut you off, but um also for you know, as we continue to converse about like where I'm at right now, I actually just found out on Father's Day that I'm pregnant again. Um, so tomorrow I will be eight weeks. There you go. And See? It's, yeah. It's interesting though, how, you know, before I didn't even, I was kind of naive, like miscarriage hadn't even crossed my mind because I had my first son so easily, you know, not even ready to have a kid. And my body just so easily rolled out this beautiful, healthy kid. And so now that I'm on this third pregnancy, having had that miscarriage so recently, um, I am just so hyper aware of everything that's happening. And I've had a couple of times where I've been like, oh my God, like um, earlier this week after my partner and I had um, had intercourse, I, I bled a little bit, which freaked me out. And I kind of went through those same emotions. So um I, I really love what you say though about how, and that that really resonated with me hearing it in your podcast earlier in, in this journey of the soul entering at 120 days. So it makes me feel less attached to that loss and just see it as yeah as as souls and as uh, an energetic, um, but not as like a an actual being. Like they they didn't have that um, incarnation in full. Yeah, it, it really isn't to me at all. I don't know. I don't, I mean, but I'm also like, I can be incredibly spiritual, but I can be incredibly practical, you know, and, and I I just, you'll see such a difference. And now that you are becoming more conscious through the pregnancy, um, just think about that. Like, think about, you know, your work, what you're doing before the 120th day is you're, you're, you're raising your frequency. You're doing everything possible to raise your frequency and to release the past. And every day you're working on it. And so really it comes through meditation. And then after the 120th day, you're going to, you have, that's the frequency. That's like the implant, right? 
whatever soul comes in at that day or around that day. It's not exact. It's not like to the hour. It could be the night before, the day before, the day after. So you have to really plan it out. Like you have to take work off. You maybe even take a week off. Like you, it's really important energetically. And if you don't have it perfect, or you're not really quite sure who cares, just do the whole week. So then after that, you really want to work on the physical part of the, you know, the yoga um, and I mean, safe, whatever feels good for you, because then you're like preparing and you're doing a specific meditation, which I talk about in my book, pick any of them. If it's a boy, the Adi Shakti is really good, but for if it's a girl, you can pick anything. And I highly recommend actually knowing the sex of the baby. regarding the bleeding 50% of women bleed in pregnancy now with the patients I work with I would say 95% of them bleed I don't know why in IVF and IVF particularly they bleed um I don't know if there's medication I I don't know if there's some study on it but I just know that bleeding is really common it's really scary so you just do pelvic rest and you try not to bring old trauma into the present moment Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about something with you that um, now we can go into anything you want. The first time meeting me is just like, it's very, it, I, I can read you. We can, we can go into anything you want, or you can ask me questions about this work. But one thing I think will be my next, some, somehow my next book is in my third book, which you haven't read yet called Alchemy Becoming. I talk about how to release these past generational patterns. These kind of, I call it the original wounds where, where your heart is closed and you're repeating the same repetitive thoughts. So you have an incoherence between the brain and the heart. And so as we bring these children through to, you know, these higher beings, these fifth dimensional children, we are going to have to come more into alignment with who they are. And they're not vibrating from the past like us. And so in the book, I self-discover uh, the the idea of like I'm if I, if I'm creating from anything from my past I'm just recreating myself from the known. I'm recreating myself from the known. Like I can't like how can I recreate a relationship? And this is for you to think as you're programming this baby, right? So if I'm I'm if I'm recreating from like what my mom and my dad taught me, if I'm recreating from what. Uh, I grew up knowing like, this is what a household looks like, or this is what a woman looks like. And this is what, you know, this is how she mothers. And this is the food she feeds her children. Like, I mean, just think about all the things we're taught, right? If we're going to create a child, unlike any other, we can't do it from the known. And the only way to get to the unknown is to be in the present, right? Mm -hmm. And so I want you to begin to think about more meditations where you can almost sit in that discomfort. And Joe Dispenza has some cool ones. I think Lacey Phillips does have some really cool ones. And and Kundalini is sometimes can get there, but like I'm actually listening to Joe Dispenza now. And I want you to kind of, maybe I'm supposed to tell you about this or anyone who's listening, but 
when I started to listen to Joe Dispenza, I was, this is like, this is alchemy. This is exactly what I'm trying to teach is that you, if we're going to recreate an unknown future, it can't be based on anything from the past. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to try with this pregnancy, something different that I haven't written about before. If you can, I want you to almost like, and I talk about it in fertile when you'll read fertile, it's about like epigenetic programming, but if we're programming, like, you know, and I, and I talk about the environment and I talk about how the, the sacred geometry of the embryo develops and, and how the fetus is then based on the elements and how the elements are then creating your world. Right. When you read fertile, you're going to be like, wow, this is so cool. It's exactly for where you are right now. And then when you read alchemy of becoming, you'll see how you're going to create from the fifth dimension, these kind of children, but the only way to get there is from the present moment. And then that's the unknown. So how can you in your life, like five ways that we can begin to eliminate the known. Mm -hmm. So some of them I'm thinking of like for you specifically, and I was thinking about this as I was walking, I was like, I, something's got to be different with this. Cause I usually teach from my past things and this is my new way of teaching. So I want you to start to eliminate social media. Is that possible for a little while? Like sometimes in the morning. Yeah. So whatever, yeah. what do you do? What's your normal pattern for the day? So right now I'm in an interesting space. I'm used to um, working and teaching. I'm also a musician and I'm just usually go, go, go. But right now, um, since the pandemic, I've been able to actually go back to school and my partner has been happily supporting decision. And so I don't have to work as much. Um, so my day right now is, is waking up and taking a little bit of time <laughs> Well, when I'm not exhausted from pregnancy, I like to wake up a little bit earlier than my classes and meditate and do a little bit of yoga and have my tea. And I was in a really awesome like morning routine flow, but lately being so exhausted, I kind of sleep until the last minute. And then I have class usually um, from like eight to nine thirty, And then after that, it's kind of a, a hodgepodge. I'm either... Um, doing things around the house or social media, you know, checking things there. Um, it's truthfully not as structured as I usually am. Mm -hmm. And I do well with routines. So um, when I'm not in school and doing homework and, and studying, it's kind of like uh, random. It's kind of a random routine. So what I want to encourage you is through this pregnancy is – so how do we not create based on the past, the past thoughts, right? So Kundalini is some meditations that can take you there. Um, and of course, I, I really like, for some reason for you, I really want you to download Joe Dispenza and start to listen to him and maybe even buy some of his meditations okay. because I want you to begin to redesign your baby based on the present, not anything mm -hmm. known from the past. Mm -hmm. and this, okay, so now I'm going to even take it farther. Even in the, I talk about this in my books, like, you know, when we go and get into pregnancy, okay, well, let's think about how we structure our day. When we get up in the morning, we get on our phone. I mean, usually this is what I'm not doing anymore. I'm stopping, but like you get, you get on, you get on your phone and you look at the thing and then you, you know, you make your coffee and you meditate or what, that's what I do. And then there's some days that are the same, but the, 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 the more mystical I get, the more I meditate, the more that I go deeper into my spiritual practice, the better my world on the outside turns out. You know this, right? Yeah. 
So it's like, you need to take this entire pregnancy. And I hope that I'm giving you this like gift of a transmission to completely selfishly dedicate yourself to the entire spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And in that unknown moment, when you reach it, because when you get to Joe Dispenza's meditations and there, and even some of Lacey Phillips, which is super easy to download too. Um, and I'm giving these all these different meditations, even though I love Kundalini and I, it's taken me so far, it's not for everybody. And so there has to be a different way for all these other people that are like, I don't like Kundalini. I'm like, well, then let's try this, right? But yeah. you, it's like you have to change the vibration and you have to let go of the past thoughts. So whatever clicks you out of the past thoughts. And so if we're, if we're constantly reminding ourselves of the past, how do we make a new future? So that would be with photos of our family. I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. but that And that would be with like objects around us that remind us of certain things in certain places. That would be like what if you look at your house like I was listening to one of the teachers, one of my teachers, Guru Joss speak. And she was like, this girl was very, she was very single. She was always single. And then she looked around her house and she, all she saw was single women up mm-hmm. as art. And so I talk about this infertile is like, how do you design your environment epigenetically when you're like, let's redesign your internal world by having at least two hours of meditation a day. Oh my God. I just said that it's a lot. But if you can do it, you can, but it's almost like, I don't want you to design the child from a place of, of the known of the past. Yeah. Yeah. And you could do a mix of these meditations. What are you thinking? Oh, I just, as soon as you said, um, like taking as much time as possible to selfishly like be in the spiritual realm. Like I instantly got like teary eyed and just realized how much I've neglected that important piece for myself. Um, But I just, I feel so strongly and really like on a full level, I feel like when I hear you talk about the epigenetics and like the environment and everything, it really is programming this, this being. And I just want to be as conscious as possible and raising my son like that was a lot of trauma um we were totally I mean there's there's a lot that I don't want to bring in from the past I'm grateful for what it taught me and my son turned out amazing but this is a completely different situation I'm with a completely wonderful partner now and um I think it's also just like owning that I deserve to have this be different and, um, and how yeah, did you, my- how, how did, so now let's, okay. So we don't even need to get into the past because that's the original mm-hmm. wound. When you read my alchemy of becoming, you're going to find the original wound and you're going to link it back to mom and dad. And you're going to be relieved to know it exists, but mm-hmm. never once in there, do I say, well, let's ever get into it. Right. We just want to eliminate it. Yeah. And because if we talk about yeah. it, we're recreating it. But yeah. what was it that somehow made you attract that new partner? Like, what was the magic moment? What changed in your life? Like, what, like, eliminated so that you could do that? What was the energy and how was it surprising? Oh, that is such a good question. Actually, which was in my head at the beginning of this conversation when you had said something along the lines of when you hit rock bottom and it just, it, it redirects your path. I was at a point in my life where I had just been with another partner that was completely the wrong in so many ways wrong. And I was very conscious of like, well, this really feels like rock bottom. I had to move, you know, back across the country. I won't get all into that, but like 
like, well, geez, if I can rebuild anything from this rock bottom, what would I want? And I really dove into those spiritual practices and like visualizations of how do I want to feel? What was never demonstrated to me through my parents? Like, gosh, if I could create anything and this just amazing human came into my life a, a few months later and really checked off all of those boxes. And every day I'm just so grateful. So you redesigned, right? And, and yeah. every rock bottom, which can come in the form of many things like a job loss or, you know, a, a, a firing or a miscarriage, or it's like, how did you react the next time? How did you react the next time? Because there's some people that I meet and they're like rock bottoming all the time, but that's their vibration. They don't, you know, like, so what it, what it is, is like, if we're, if we're stuck in the past, we're stuck, it, we, we are addicted to an emotion, just like we can get addicted to alcohol, or we can get addicted to cocaine, or we can get addicted to something. We are literally addicted to a specific emotion that makes us feel a certain way. So we're always trying to get that hit again. And so people that are like, I don't have any money. You know, they're in that polarity of, I don't, I don't have enough. So I'm always going to create, you know, you, you like, even though all around me is abundance, that's, that's the polarity of it. I'm going to recreate, I, I need to experience it like this. And so as you're becoming, as you create, how do I describe it? As you begin to work on yourself, you close the gaps between the things that you want and you don't want. And it seems like for, at least for me, the things I think I want the most are the farthest away sometimes. And then the things I let go of, they come so quickly. Right. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. So with this mis, you know, with this miscarriage, it feels like you didn't go into the rock bottom very long. You didn't allow it to take you over. Right. So for anyone who's listening mm -hmm. and you had like many, you know, things happen traumatically, you know, how does it, how does it compare to your past and how is that vibration of like either chaos or loss or, or, um, and of course, sometimes these things are physiological. Now that's completely different. There's an unhealth, there's an unease that needs to be healed, but, mm -hmm. and sometimes there's age. That's the number one reason for miscarriage, um, mm -hmm. for fertility really. But yeah. Is this all making sense? I'm just talking and talking and I'm feeling like I'm. Yeah, no, it, it makes a lot of sense of it. It's all a vibrational thing. And as I'm thinking, you know, still to kind of that pivotal moment of like, when did that partner come in? And it really was from the, the recognition of like, I deserve that. It was, and it was, it wasn't even so much about like a relationship at the time. It was just, for me and myself and like, who am I? And I felt my personal vibration shift. Like I just felt that's when I started to sing. That's when I started to perform and, and play music and like write songs. And I just felt so much more embodied and empowered in who I was. And I think that's what attracted, it's 100% what attracted that counterpart, that partner, but it's, it's just so, foundational like where am I at as a sovereign person like what is my frequency and yeah it's like how do I respond every time these hard moments happen and I even though the the, the miscarriage was hard I 
I don't think I was in that rock bottom place as long as I would have been had I not done the work to continually work on raising that vibration. Right. Because the rock bottom is almost in the past. If you think about it, like the rock bottom moments, they, they belong to an old self. They belong to this old self. So then when, as your new self becomes birthed and you're going into the unknown, that old self has to die. And so some people that ego clings to that old self of like, no, that is the only emotion I know. And the rock bottom is showing me how worthless I am. Right. And then the new self, the new self that's being birthed is like, what? I got renavigated. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Cause now I have all these new opportunities, you know? So yeah. when I just had this miscarriage, I had a 17 week miscarriage and I gave birth and it was crazy. It was right, right after solstice, the masters came to me in a dream and they drew me and a partner. And I said, no, you have to put the baby in it. Cause I was doing this as a single mom. And and I was like, and they said no, and they handed me the, the picture. And then I think I, I lost him the next day. Now I could have rock bottomed because I, I mean, I called ex-boyfriend. I said, I'm giving birth. I need you to come to the hospital with me. And I could have just allowed that to rock bottom. And then, then I thought of all the amazing things I can do now that I'm not pregnant and all the things I'm supposed to do and like how I can shift my career and how this is supposed to happen and how that's supposed to happen. And for anybody who's listening, as hard as it is when you're going through these miscarriage moments, and even for you, it's like the two of you didn't even know you wanted a baby. And it was only that loss that allowed you to know that. Otherwise you wouldn't have known that. Yes. And I keep thinking about that. It's it's like it was an initiation into like, Cause I mean, if you had asked me previously, if you had asked either one of us, like, you want to have kids right now? I think we would have been like, Oh, you know, like when the time is right, I don't know. But having that experience, it made us so aware of like, Oh my God, like we want that. And we want to have that now. And <clears throat> yeah, I mean, a hundred percent, I think. And, and if that miss, if that pregnancy had continued, who knows? I might've always wondered like, you know, is this what we wanted or are we, is it just something that happened? Cause that's kind of how it was with my first pregnancy, but now it's just so conscious and intentional and yeah, it feels really good. But had we not gone through that loss, I don't think this would be the case right now. And had you not gone through that breakup, you'd never found him. Exactly. Yeah. And so back to creating your child from the unknown. So I, there used to be a big part of me that I have all these psychic friends. And I, I mean like a lot, like everybody I know now that like I changed my whole life, like all my friends are healers and psychics. I can call them up and be like, what do you think of this? And everybody's pretty <laughs> tuned in. Right. But not any, you can't do that anymore. Like even when I read for people, I'm just like, I don't think any of this is right. I think the energy on the planet is just too chaotic and we can change our timeline mm-hmm. so quickly. Like, I think I changed my, I personally changed my timeline after a solstice, right? We can change it so quickly to even a higher timeline that you're not really stuck in the past anymore, but because we're becoming more vibrational, we're moving more into this five dimensional field, which is the heart center in coherence with the brain center, not moving from the past and and recreating a, a, a possibility that's not from anywhere we've ever experienced it from in the past, which is what this baby so cool, which is the way new I want to teach this information. Some It's like a new language for it. But from like, I mean, if you think, let me think what they, I mean, actually, can I have your full name? I'm going to switch. And I just want to see if there's anything they want to tell you. Yes. Rochelle Jeanette Lewis. 
Can you say it three times? Rochelle Jeanette Lewis. Rochelle Jeanette Lewis. Rochelle Jeanette Lewis. So the energy they're showing is in this, like, almost if, is it school you're doing? I don't know if it's school mm-hmm. that's creating it. In the energy, like, you know, when you go through one of those bouncy places where you bounce off the soft walls? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, like, because you're in this, like, don't let this experience of, like, the the schooling in be- with the space in between make you feel... I guess out of control sometimes. Does that make sense? Like a little bit shaky and then like, I'm going to go back to it. And then a little bit, it's like with that, that energy, um, is it, is it, is there something else going on or is it just the schooling that's the most biggest stress right now? Um, yeah, I think like you're bouncing between a few things. Yeah. I think school has, I think it's been hard for me to just be like, okay, I'm a student right now. And I don't, Cause I was a single mom for a long time and it's like, I had to hustle. I had to work full time. I didn't get to finish my college cause I needed to raise this kid solo. And so now that I have the ability to school and, you know, do all this stuff from home. Um, I think that maybe some of that bouncing is like, Oh, but like, I should try and do some like side work if I can, I should try and like, oh, okay, that's the energy in. of it. So yeah. it's almost it's, it's like hard for me to just like, not work. Of course, it's hard for us to do something we've never done before. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what you need to be doing right now. And it is the most important thing you'll ever do is what you're doing right now. There's nothing more important than that. Mm-hmm. And so you, I, I have to tell you that there's nothing more important that you can do in your world right now. And that bouncy energy that they're showing me is what they, because what it's doing to your body is it's like, you know, there's like guilt, shame. And I have it too. Like if I'm not creating, even though I've created so much, there's like this weird thing in me that's like, I'm not doing my mission or it's such a drive, but it's only in these moments of peace you know, like I'm going to my beach house. I, I have a little beach house. So I've been going up there and I've just been been with my kids and I'm like, Oh, I'm not working enough because we're, we're, that's another programming that you need to let go yeah. of. Yeah. And even for me, because I get more done and I make money when I do less. <laughs> do, do you know what I'm saying? Because it's in, it's in the internal field. It's within yourself that you're actually going to create the external world. Remember what back in the beginning, if you're creating from what you know, you're going to recreate what you had before, which was that scarcity, which was that lack, which was that, you know, like I'm can't, I'm alone. I can't do this. So you're programmed right now with this, like feeling of I'm doing this alone still he's not really responsible for us this is on me you know and so it's like in order for you to merge and become even you know the space in between you and him allow him to be very male and allow yourself to become very feminine a very good person to read is pat dr pat allen Okay. She really, really teaches how us how to become. Oh, my puppy's so sweet. She's talking. Um, she, it, she, she's a she's like 80, 90 years old. I've talked to her about another podcast, but she really teaches how to become feminine again. Mm-hmm. And because we've all had to be so male, yeah, in so many ways of like working and 
you know, running the whole house or being single moms or, you know, being married and still running the whole house and then I don't know, all these things. It's like, how do you become feminine when nobody's taught us how to do it? Mm-hmm. When we didn't have a dad around to say what was masculine or what was feminine, or we didn't have a mom around that was to show us who's feminine. Right. So yeah. you have and in it, in her work, she teaches like, if you want to be the woman in the woman's body, or you want to be a man in a woman's body. And then you have to choose who you are and then you can choose your partner, but you can't be a man in a man's body and be with a man. Mm-hmm. And you can't. So if I want to date a man in a man's body, I have to become a woman inside my woman body. I have to choose that. Mm-hmm. And the man in the man's body, they like to bring you gifts. They like to you know, take care of you. They want to buy you things. You don't buy them anything. <laughs> They're men, right? They don't like it. So you do feminine things and you allow them to take care of you and you appreciate them for doing so. Mm-hmm. And she's going to teach you that. It's going to be such a great thing for your relationship to understand the, the dynamics and to honor that because it's lost in our society. We know I, we don't know that stuff anymore. So for you, you were the male and, and for so long, and now you have to learn how to become the feminine. And within the mm-hmm. feminine, the feminine creates internally and the male does it you know, externally. Mm-hmm. And so you, you can create as much from the spiritual realm as for me, I, I don't even know how to create external in, anymore. Like it's, it's so fast and it's so efficient. Like if I need some knives, I, ha- I needed some knives. I really needed some knives. And I was like, didn't want to pay for it for some weird reason, even though I'll buy everything else, like pillows from Marshall's or whatever, <laughs> I don't know. And the freaking knife showed up at my door. They delivered them to the wrong address, the exact set. I mean, just like, that's how incredible I'm just like laughing with yeah. the constantly. So I want you to get to that point. And the only way to do it is internally. Mm-hmm. So two hours a day, you can do this and, and don't wow. allow the stress of studying because to become what you program the baby with. Yeah. When you're in that moment of studying, you're in the moment of, 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 of growth and of learning and of things is so just remember like all the thoughts all the movie screen, every, you know, this is a movie theater, your, your frontal cortex, your, your, your front of your brain. And whatever you're in playing in that theater every day is creating that theater, you know, movie. So start internally on the inside, go into that space where time doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can do that with Kundalini, Joe Dispenza. Um, Lacey Phillips has like some that you can really redesign yourself. You do that for a very long time. And then you'll find, don't move your body. Don't move your body. Don't move your body because you're such a movement oriented person and you're learning how to just be in the body. Right. And then the, it'll begin to show in the daytime and the things that like the, the money that you're, you know, you're afraid you're not contributing will come may take a year or two. Right. But that's not your job right now. Yeah. And honor that, like honor the feminine and the male. And then if you feel, you know, and and there, you also have to realize how much you are contributing. I, I mean, I remember when I was like at home mom, I felt complete. And that's what spurned me to create all these things. I was like, I feel useless. I feel completely useless. I feel I didn't feel happy. I thought I had the whole world. I had everything. And I was like, I have exactly what you think I'm programmed to create. And I'm the most miserable I've ever been because I'm not creating for my purpose. And so take this time to find out what your purpose is from this 
Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. And it makes me think that maybe even because <laughs> I've got, I'm in summer semester right now. I've got fall semester coming up. I'm um, so close to finishing my associates and getting to transfer from the community college to the university. And I've, I've kind of had the mentality of like, okay, fall semester, I'm going to take a full load and try and get as much done as I can. Cause in February, when the baby comes, like, that's going to be my world for. No, it isn't. You can do school. I, I did it. I got, I was, I had a baby and on my breast writing a thesis for my nurse practitioner degree after 10 years of schooling and a toddler. And my husband was not home. Zero. You can do this. You can do it. It, it, and so you, you will want to do it. You'll want to be doing something. You'll feel more, you won't feel like you're doing something for yourself if you're, I mean, for me, I am not a good stay-at-home mom. I'm horrible. I'm really bad. I get really angry, very mad. I just am resentful. I have to have something I'm doing for myself. Even if I don't have to work, I want to work. I really enjoy it. So you, I don't, I, you can do work. You can do school and, and have a child um, you just may need to ask for help. You just may be tired, but you'll get through it like I did. And, you know, and you'll be so glad I would, as I would get as much schooling in as many degrees as you can when you're in a relationship. I, I always think it's a good idea to have your own way to make your own money at all times. Yeah. You have to. I think so too. And I'm so grateful that my partner, I mean, he said verbatim, like, I just want you to be able to like focus on the pregnancy and focus on school. And like, if you can offload anything else, like simplify, you know, and you called that in. So now that you called it in, don't question it. Don't let your energy bounce surrender to the male and allow that to flourish in your own way. And you're, you're creating something for him that's longer lasting. Yeah. So you have to remember that that's a really cool, valuable thing that he knows you're creating and you're not in his brain, but he can't do anything else other than support you. Yeah. And they like it. It makes them feel like a man when we don't let them take us out or pay for us or like, you know, we feel comfortable. They're like, what is my purpose? What am I here for? They like it. So just allow that and don't feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Like if a man doesn't offer to pay, I question them. Uh, yeah, I'm very old fashioned. And, and it's because of Dr. Pat Allen. Yeah, I, I want to dig into some of Dr. Allen's work. That sounds really interesting because for yeah. so long, I, I did have to be that male energy. So this is a reprogramming for me as well. Yeah. And then go through, like, then I want you to go. So as you're doing the internal thing, I want you to redesign the house. I want you to like, look through all of the things in your, in your world and say, like, if I was going to design a baby, what does it taste like? What does it feel like? What does it, you know, smell like? How can I make my world more beautiful? And so your entire nine months is literally like rebirthing your environment to match your internal changes. And that's what oh, I, I talk about a lot is, is what is fertility? It's nature. You know, where's your fire energy? Where's your earth energy? Where, where's the emotions? Are they balanced, right? And once that's all in balance, then you can really move into that heart energy of, you know, healing the mind's thought stream connected to the past mm-hmm. is with when all these elements are imbalanced, the thought streams imbalanced. 
but when you become more into balance than the, the, than the, the heart and the mind sink, you move into the present moment and anything is possible. Anything, anything you could think pop, like anything, like knife showing up at your door that you wanted, like crazy <laughs> stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, anything you want to learn, bef- you know, as we move forward, I know I've just been talking kind of not planning on anything I said, but. No, that's, uh, it's really resonating with me a lot. This makes a lot of sense. And I think it's, um, it's timely because I've been thinking about like, okay, well, you know, uh, moving around our room to figure out like where is it best for my son to be and for our room and for the nursery. So like, I've been thinking that I need to redesign my like office space, my workspace, my meditation space. And this is all totally like perfect timing. Cause it's like, I do, it's exciting to think about like, yeah, as I'm designing this baby, like, what do I want all of, all of that to like feel like, smell like, taste like, and, um, that's a really cool exercise. And I think that I've been sort of hesitant to like do um, like the meditations and like have this dedicated time for baby, I think, because I've been like, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to, you know, have my hopes up like I did before with the last pregnancy. So I've kind of had this like, well, when I hit the 12 week mark, then I can like, really you know, that's not even true this, with anything look about what just happened yeah. to me and I'm this one of the like my body's super strong uh, my yeah. my it wasn't in coherence with my destiny that's my biggest mm-hmm. prayer and for you it's like you have to go for anything you're in a hundred percent and then if if yeah. it doesn't work for you let it go and you you then rock bottom how long does it last and you move on you know yeah. and that's the it's there's nothing wrong with you you know, but if you didn't do all the meditation, think if you move all the way to 14 weeks, you missed all the meditation. The, the, yeah. the medit- you know, like some people come to me and they're like, oh, my partner isn't, you know, he's not meditative. We're fighting all the time. And I'm like, are you meditative? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I really want a spiritual partner. I'm like, are you spiritual? And they're like, no. And then the one I'm like, how do you dare want to be with somebody spiritual? And it's the same thing with, with pregnancy. It's sort of like, what are you going to do? Protect, like for waste your six weeks? No, you're going to go all the way in. You're going to train for it. Like it's a marathon. You're going to, you know, and if you yeah. want a good birth, you're going to train for that. Like you're, you're running a marathon and give it yeah. your all. And if you, and if you did it, then you may blame it on the meditation. It has nothing to do with any of those things, but yeah. Right. And and it's like in that time span between like now and this arbitrary, like timeline that I've said that, which like you said, isn't even real. Like, um, I think that it, it keeps coming back to like, I'm doing these things, not just for the baby, but also for myself. It's like raising my vibration so that if God forbid, you know, this were to be another miscarriage, like I would be able to, I would have that resilience or that vibration already set from those meditations. It's like, of course, I, would, I feel like I'd be able to, um, yeah, not hit rock bottom as long. So it's, it's kind of silly now that I'm thinking about it, like, well, God, why, I, why haven't I been doing this? And I think it's just been from that wound space that I need to move away from. Because your, so. your old self is addicted to these old emotions and you could even write them down. 
you know, like people are, you're, what are you addicted to? Like I was addicted to chaos because I grew up with chaos. Mm-hmm. And so I kept recreating chaos. And I, even like my, even my life with my ex-husband, we were traveling all over. I mean, it was luxurious, but it was like, we're traveling all over the world. We're always in a new home. We're always, I mean, it was like, it was unreal, but it was still chaotic. Like it wasn't very grounded. It wasn't very peaceful. I didn't have as much time to meditate. And all I called in when I was married is I really just want to live a spiritual life. And so now I have all the time in the world to like, I, I like, cause I'm single and I'm like, all I do is meditate. Cause I don't have anybody else there to take my time away right now. But I asked That's for so that. Cool. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we forget what we ask for. We forget, we get what we, you know, like I wanted to raise my vibration so high that I'd be able to help so many women globally that was my prayer. And then as I change my vibration, I'm trying to call back in the partner. And I'm like, that's, I left the partner to get exactly what I want now. So what am I wow. thinking? So you have to remember what you gave up to get where you are now and let that go. Because you wanted this, you wanted to be taken care of you for, but your old self is afraid to die off. And that old self doesn't hold the frequency of this new baby. So if, you know, what was your prayer? My prayer was to help awaken humanity. And so I left my life to do so. And then my, my, my ego was dying to get back to my old reality because I had to change my addiction to the past. Mm -hmm. And in this new reality, the past doesn't exist. And so for you, it's the same thing is everything you let go as you're bringing in this new soul that is not of the past. You need to re remember all the things you didn't want to recreate from the past yeah and that's you know doing it alone that's not being supported that's like if you're in the vibration of i'm alone i'm not supported so when he tries to come in your ego defense mechanism that's addicted to supporting yourself is going to fight back and rear and so he's going to feel it but your subconscious your subconscious and so that's the bouncing so just to be like no this is so awesome Don't feel guilty. You are contributing and you'll come back and contribute more later. But he can't really contribute anything for the baby until the baby's like three or four. Yeah. And that's the reality of it. So he can't even connect with the baby out of your aura field until the baby's three. Mm. And so you have all this, you have four years. So just like chill out for four years and get your degree and, you know, and then... (laughs) recreate yourself from this place of I don't know where I'm going that's so cool and that unknown is not going to be scary anymore the unknown is going to be like power power place yeah that's such a beautiful shift for me because for me the unknown has been scary but that's pure potentiality like anything can happen from that from that place in the unknown so I think I just need to yes meditate for two hours a day and reprogram that (laughs) well then the unknown the known is only based off what you've been grown up to know it's so boring the unknown is scary because you have no control over it and then that's when you that is the that's the philosopher's stone that's the secret elixir of life that's the present moment that's the highest form of alchemy that's the rising of the phoenix is the unknown Because from that, you can create anything you want for this child. So like, what do you want to do? Like, 
get creative. Like for me, I wanted to do exactly what I'm doing. I wanted my kids to see the world. I wanted them to grow up and like, we can go to the museum one day. Another day we go to the beach. Like I wanted them to experience pure, utter freedom and no, and also no financial success. Like I wanted them, you know, I wanted them to be spiritual. And, and, and so it's sort of like, I didn't want them. I didn't, I didn't, ever define what I didn't want them to have. I just defined what I hoped that they'd feel. And I never worked on changing them. I only worked on changing me. Mm -hmm. And they're really happy. And they changed as I changed. Now, if I would be raising them from how I was before, I mean, I still react, but like, not like I would have, Yeah, you know, like I, my reactions are like two seconds. Mm-hmm. as all human adults and they're like whoa you're a weirdo right but that's so the more you work on you is that and it can be it can be done in pregnancy and it can be done not in pregnancy but yeah. I think everybody thinks that they have to change the kid and you never have to change the child it's always on you you're can running the whole environment you're just constructing this family what is it that you want to create so cool right yeah, it's really beautiful. But you have to recognize that. that he doesn't have that power. He doesn't know how to do that. And you don't have to talk about it with him. You don't have to say, like, I'm doing this every day. In fact, I wouldn't recommend it. You know, and then you allow your frequency to grow and your power to come in. And you allow that, like, ancient wisdom to come in. Because it's waiting. It's out there waiting for a, a vehicle, the Holy Grail. You are, that's what my work is about. You are the Holy Grail. Allow the Holy Spirit to come through you. But you can't be full of the past or these belief system of her mom or daddy issues. Like, if you still have mommy and daddy issues... We have got to blow past that. We, we, we cannot have mom or dad issues in our, as we get older. Because yeah, yeah. then, like, once you know you're blown past mommy, daddy issues, I mean, they'll come up, right? And then you're like, and then it'll change your whole life because then you're not creating anything based on generational patterns. It's so powerful. Yeah. That's all that I want. I can see so clearly patterns that have been passed down generation after generation. And I've been very conscious. I mean, I try, I mean, nobody's perfect. I'm certainly not perfect at it, but um, I try and be really aware of not passing those on, but it's, I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of work and I can tell, I can feel within myself when I'm not giving myself the dedicated time to, to meditate. I mean, it's so interesting that we're talking so much about meditation because it's like, I've, I've known this, but it's one of those things. It's like the last thing that I put off it's on the back burner and then I neglect it. And then, you know, is it any wonder that some of these reactions come up or some of these patterns resurface? So um, it's exciting to think about the, the new and, and not passing that stuff down to the best of my ability. And when you read Fertile, you'll really understand the like the movie theater experience I'm talking about in epigenetics is like start with the movie theater in the morning, like start with the internal movie theater and then the external will come from that. Then you'll know how to design the house. Then you'll know that's what's required for this new consciousness to come through. So like you're creating your Holy Grail container, but then you're also creating the house and then you're going to create your life with him and what that looks like. And don't base it off anything you've known. Okay. It can be wild and and crazy and it could be anything you want and it will happen. 
So just, and then it, sometimes it's very scary when it happens because it changes your whole uh, understanding of, of like cosmic experiences. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. Um, and that's when, then you'll see as yourself going and as you're doing all these changes, you'll see yourself going through these elemental changes within the fire, the earth, the air, water, the ether, the thing we always talk about, you have to go through these stages and you can do them consciously or unconsciously, but you allow the elements to change you. And especially when you're in the um, pregnancy period, you're really in the water element because you become water. And so you can get deeper into the unconscious farther, I believe, than other people because you're in the water element. It's, it's become you, right? The more and more you move into it and the water you know, it learns boundaries. It learns um, where you end and another begins to protect yourself. It learns all the unconscious wounds from the past can come up and almost like rise into the air element. And because without the water, you can't get to those things. You don't see how the, the past is programming the, the present or the future. Oh, wow. That's yeah, it's really cool. So then the fertile will really help you understand that in a different way. Yeah, that's that's next on my list. And then that, and then one thing is getting up an hour or so before the child does is critical for you and every mother. Like anybody who I, I don't care how tired you are, you just go to bed earlier and you get up and you do it every single day. And anybody who says I don't have time for this, you absolutely have time for it. You're wasting so much time during the day on, on if you like take all the time you're wasting on social media, all the time you're wasting on complaining and you get up a little bit earlier. And then at night you like lay in bed and meditate. You can get that time in and you'll change your whole life. Oh, that's so cool. Do you have any questions before we go? Is this helpful for you? Amazingly so. Yes. Yeah. You've given me so much in this hour. It's yeah. Very well received. Okay. I don't think I have any questions right now. Okay, so just until the 120th day, which the first day of conception, the day you conceived, mm -hmm. not the day like, okay, if you ovulated that day, no, the day you had sex is the mm -hmm. first day. And then the 120th is like counted out on a calendar. Okay. And then you rate, you just basically focus on raising your vibration until that day. I would do t testing if you can to um, find out the sex of the baby. Mm -hmm. Um. In Didn't some they do way that before the, because I, I think like with my son, it was just, we waited until we could see it on the ultrasound, but are there ways to tell sooner? There is, but your insurance may not cover it. So you may want to, there is okay. a blood test you can do around 10 weeks. Oh, okay. Um, but you have to see if your insurance covers it or how much it costs. Okay. Um, if it, I mean, then around 12 to 14 weeks, you can actually probably find out if, but the, blood test is pretty accurate okay cool yeah and so yeah, i'd love to know that sooner than later and then regarding miscarriage rogan tay the mantra rogan tay protects it can protect oh. you okay how, how do you not spell that r-o-g-a-n-t-a-y okay white sun rogan tay by white sun okay and other mantras you may want to listen to ontonicity by white sun that really, that kind of erases the family history. Like it takes you above your, it takes you above your constellation system, basically that mantra. And what is it called? Um, Antinicity. 
And then Banda Jamie, Banda Jamie by White Sun. There's other versions, B-H-A-N-D-I and then Jamie. That is a good mantra for you to recognize what you're projecting onto your partner. Okay. And what isn't him. Okay. What's the past? Because basically when you view another human, if you're not very clean then you're viewing it through mommy or daddy. Almost like if we can wear rose-colored glasses, mm-hmm. it could be like positive or negative, right? And so what do yeah. you... And then so there's like a almost like a fuzzy space where you can't really see the person in front of you. You're seeing what you yeah. want to see from based off of some other thing. And Banda Jamie is a good mantra to clear that. Okay. And it allows you to like kind of move into your sacred. And then, ooh, one more. Ekamaya. That's your mantra. E-K-A, Eka, Maya, M-A-I, Eka, Maya is beautiful. So Eka, Maya is the Trinity, the Holy Trinity. I feel like that's your mantra for pregnancy, they're kind of saying. Okay, cool. And Eka, Maya really creates like, it creates a lot. It can just create, it's the creative force. It's the feminine creative force. Cool. So you can play these in your house, have them going all the time. Um, And then that's, always working on your vibration so that's like the sound and then what's the smells you know what's the sights what is the you know like what's your environment who's in it like take out the old things anything from the past take it out so that you can like recreate what you guys want in the future like almost make the entire house a vision board cool does that make sense like in each room can be different years that's what they're kind of showing me so like you're always reminded of this kind of new reality you're trying to create and make it, if you're redesigning it, do it like that. Like if you want to go into the ocean, like put it up, it'll all happen. That's so cool. And and the sooner you become whole inside, the faster that space between the future and the present, you know, of of it combining. Wow. Yeah. And then after the 120th day, you're doing a lot of exercise and you're walking like five miles a day. So walking, 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 walking. Try to let that part of you that it needs to work out all the time, let Mm -hmm. that part go in the way that you're going to be thinking you need to maintain skinniness because it's really hard. That's the biggest thought form that's really hard in pregnancy is like, I'm gaining weight, I'm gaining weight, I'm gaining weight, I'm gaining weight. You've got to let it go and you just have to get into walking and you don't have to do strenuous workouts right now. Okay. I mean, I mean, you can, but like, especially with a miscarriage, like any of my patients that have had a miscarriage, I just say, walk, 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 walk. And that's safe, 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 safe. And it's over, it's underrated exercise. Like it's so powerful. 